0: What's up, everybody? Lex and Stacy, Threesome Podcast number 129. Hello, Stacy.
1: Hello, Lex. How are you?
0: I am good. Having a much better week than you are, my dear. Based on your yeah. comments from before we uh, started recording here. Yes. And uh, we will get into all that stuff. But first, I want to talk about something I just saw just now that I want to talk about while it's vivid in my mind.
1: And we know how hard that is to keep things vivid in your mind.
0: Yes. uh, (laughs) I must have immediate recall or it starts to fade. But I'm watching the Food Channel, which is my daily nap channel.
1: Like me and the Golf Channel.
0: Yeah. It starts with Pioneer Woman who, no offense, she's kind of sexy in her own way and makes some amazing food, but that voice of hers and her style of living with her you know, regular family on their regular farm with their regular food just puts me right to sleep. <laughs> Never so she's fails.
1: Cradling you to her bosom.
0: And I usually wake up to Chopped, and I realize I've had a quality nap, and I can continue on with my day. So, exactly that today. And I'm looking at Chopped, and one of the ingredients was black chicken. Have you ever heard of this?
1: I this is this is my first.
0: No, now, we've all seen black chickens with black feathers, but underneath it's the same chicken you see in the store. But no, yes. this black chicken <laughs> is black organs, black muscles, black skin, uh, black feathers. Uh, everything is black. There isn't anything of any other color on the whole bird. Everything is black.
1: So it's like an opposite of an albino.
0: Yeah. Okay. And they gave uh, four contestants one of these things to cook with, and I'm like, wow, I've never fucking... Was fucked it alive? It. No, 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 they're dead. Okay. You know, um, and had the feathers plucked and everything, you know, ready to be prepared to be cut and, per- you know, whatever the cook wanted to do with it. Right. And uh, I'm like, wow. Because that, that would be
1: kind of awesome. Yeah, Here's your food. Now kill it.
0: (laughs) That's what it should be. If I was was running the channel, that's for sure what it would be.
1: That's a real pioneer woman right there. Not
0: enough for me. You can cook. And I want to know if you have the balls to cook. I'd kill it. Yeah. So, uh, hey, you know, it's just uh, I'm going for ratings here. So... uh, I see this thing, Stacy, and I'm fascinated. So what do I do? I Google it, and I find out that these things can run price wise. Uh, they're from Malaysia, anywhere from two to twenty-eight hundred dollars a piece.
1: Two dollars? No, two thousand 2, to, okay. to two thousand to
0: twenty-eight hundred dollars a piece.
1: So that's how much they spent on those four.
0: Yeah, uh, I guess it's the second round, so there's three. Three people cooking. and uh, But still. Yeah, so budget. there's $9,000 worth of chicken sitting there, which is... See, that kind
1: of adds, I would think that if I were, like, you know, someone who actually cooked, <laughs> that, that would stress me out. Yeah. Um, like, this is, you know, this is like painting on gold bars and stuff, you know, it's just, what do you do?
0: <laughs> and uh, it, it's like, and how... How far do you cook this thing? You you can't tell. I mean, the meat is black.
1: True. Didn't think about that. Yeah. I hadn't gotten there yet? So,
0: oh. I I had to uh, come up here so we could record. But two out of the three people had undercooked it. Ew. Yeah. And uh, you should you should have seen it uh, prepared. There was just no way to make it look good. You know.
1: When, yeah. You usually tend to avoid things that color in your refrigerator you know
0: (laughs) yeah i mean outside i was trying to think outside of caviar what the fuck do we eat that's black
1: avocado is that purple though
0: and well an avocado is dark in color but that's just the skin inside it's green and yellow and guacamole yeah yeah beautiful (laughs) you know i eat avocado all the time
1: I bet you do.
0: <laughs> I do. It's good fat. I try to watch what I eat.
1: I wasn't actually talking. If you use the, because I I will randomly send like the avocado. Well, it's the eggplant. Oh, my bad. The oh, the eggplant is the eggplant black.
0: Eggplants are like a dark purple.
1: Would that be close?
0: No, I'm, chicken. No, it's. I mean, compare it next to this chicken. No, it's not. It's not even close. I mean, this okay. thing okay. is black, like a tire. <laughs> I mean, it's like black. Gross. And and the organs are black. The bones are black. Everything is black.
1: Did they say if the if the taste is different? Like that doesn't taste like chicken?
0: Uh, no, no they didn't. Like they didn't really elaborate. So it must taste like regular chicken. Weird. Yeah. But I don't know uh, what kind of chemical is in it to make it all black or whatever. But it is, and when I saw
1: to hope and assume it's a genetics.
0: Yeah, but when I saw the price of it, I was like blown away.
1: Well, yeah, especially for something that you could so dangerously undercook.
0: Yeah, and I I believe it's. it held over in Malaysia, and it's some some form of um, high status to have it. And I don't think it gets cooked that much. I think it's you know more like, oh wow, you have a black chicken, you must be rich, you know.
1: <laughs> like the the Chinese with those giant lion dogs.
0: Yeah, exactly. Those
1: big, fluffy, beautiful, but I guess they're really mean lion dogs, whatever they're called.
0: Uh, Chows.
1: They would look like like if you bred a Chow with like a newfie. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like the size of a small house that several Asians could live in. Because we're going to go there again, I guess. I <laughs> yeah, <we> guess so. <laughs> but you know, it's these huge, giant dogs, and they have this mane. I mean, they're they're the fluffiest animal that you could imagine. They're they're beautiful, but apparently not very nice, like a Chow.
0: Yeah, I mean, the only dog I've had trouble with in my whole life was a chow that we took in that some biker dude had. And some girl befriended Sandy and asked us if we wanted to adopt it. And we saw the dog, and it was beautiful. We're like, yeah. And this thing was out of control. I, uh, I was in the kitchen cooking, and... I hear this, and I look down, and this thing looking like it's getting ready to take me on. I'm like, "You motherfucker!" <laughs> <I> started, <laughs> I started taking it but on. The
1: issue with them, um, if you read about them, they are very like they they bond with one person. Yeah, they are incredibly loyal and wonderful to that one person, but everyone else is pretty much dinner.
0: Well, let me put it this way: be. I had to wipe poop off my foot. really to let him know who was boss (laughs) I had no trouble with him after that (laughs) well good yeah I mean it was like 10 seconds of growling and I'm like oh you little motherfucker and that was it
1: see now weirdly enough you know who is it because like for instance the Queen of England loves her corgis all these famous people have their breed of dog that they love Uh Martha Stewart is a huge Chow fan all of her very expensive, perfect dogs that know how to fold napkins and things are all chows. Yeah, I, uh,
0: I, had, he was, he was, uh, he was a beautiful dog, and you know, he had his sweet moments and all that. But he uh, had been so inappropriately raised before we got him that uh, I actually got a call at an appearance one night, and it was uh, Sandy, and she goes, "You got to come home now." And I'm like, I'm at an appearance, I can't. She goes, please.
1: I'm locked in the bathroom.
0: And I'm through. like, what's going on? She goes, oh, I'm standing on the green chair in the living room and our dog has me cornered. And I'm like, okay, on my way. <laughs> so I, I came home and uh, she had... Called the uh, police and animal control. And we all kind of met at the door at the same time, and it took all three of us to get him secured in a way to, you know, be taken off. I mean, I think uh, I think they had to ultimately put him down because he was. I would think so. Yeah, he was just out of control. I mean, he. And that's he,
1: too bad. He just went I mean, after I'm not everything. I don't blame you guys. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, the animal control person said, "You can't keep this, dog. Right. Yeah. You know, and we were, we were like, well, what's going to happen to it? She's like, well, um, dogs like there's this a
1: farm in upstate New York. <laughs> yeah.
0: She goes, we'll try and find it an appropriate home. She goes, but there's not many takers. I hate to tell you. I'm like, all right, well, uh, she's not going to want to know about that. And quite frankly, neither do I. And that was that. Yeah. And, and, uh, it was just a mean dog. But, you know, because he,
1: they hadn't bonded. I mean, and obviously not your fault if you already got it, it was an adult and stuff. But I mean, that that apparently is the M.O. of Chow's. They love one person.
0: Yeah. Well, he and I came to an understanding after our little uh, thing. Um, we we actually got along pretty good. Even when I came home, he was, uh, you know, he had backed down off of her, you know, by the time I got home and walked in the door. But, you know, I I was afraid of him. Yeah, you can't have a dog around the house you're afraid of. No. Yeah, we just we no. just didn't uh I I mean we we would like go downstairs at night, yeah, you, know, you know, to get a glass of water or something and weren't sure if we could do that. You know, yeah,
1: that's not saving. Yeah. You know, I the huge animal lover. I I totally yeah. so, I don't in any way think you did a bad thing. So
0: that's kind of what that situation was. <laughs> it's the only time I've run into that. Other than that, I've had a pretty good run with all the dogs I've had, and uh, that was that. But good dog. You know, See, as my, far as my
1: mother-in-law, um, she was a animal control officer in Charlotte, North Carolina, for years. And she said the only dogs that she ever felt were truly trying to kill her. She had, like, two or three incidences through her whole career there. Um, Were all male, still intact St. Bernard's. They were all Cujos that, like, went after her. That was her breed that seemed to want to kill her.
0: I've heard that before. Uh, Somebody said that movie got made for a reason. (laughs) uh,
1: See, I I I, was raised with a, a... he was a St. Bernard German Shepherd mix. We named him Bruno. It was my fifth birthday present. And he weighed 185 pounds and was the largest dog ever. And he was just a big stupid. He never did anything bad.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's uh, a lot of its environment, a lot of it's how they're raised. I mean, it, it's all kinds of things come into play. It really does. Genetics, things like that. Obviously if uh mom and dad had elevated uh chemicals of aggression in them from their existence going back a few generations that's probably going to happen in the litter.
1: Right.
0: You know, it's just uh it's just the way it kind of works. So I uh that's my only fail with a dog. All the rest of them once I adopted the uh, adopted the uh, adopted them, I kept them. Right until they either, you know, passed away or got hit by a car or whatever.
1: I've never had, I had a cat once get hit by a car, but I've been really lucky, knock on wood so far, that um, no critters have been hit by cars. Yeah,
0: I just had one get hit by a car uh, while Sandy and I were at work, and he dug his way out of the backyard and got hit. So much guilt there. Yeah.
1: Like, oh, what could I have done? I understand.
0: <laughs> man there's nothing you can do. Right. I mean, you should have seen the hole this thing made to get out. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, even if I, even if we would have put like some wood slats or something down, it would, it would have found its way out still. Right. Yeah. You know, so it just wanted out.
1: And, See, whereas uh, I had two dogs there in Jacksonville, Hades and Jet who should have been hit by a car. The number of times they got out of our yard, that one time they crossed Beach Boulevard at Walmart there. Six lanes of traffic, they successfully crossed that wow. road and made it to the parking lot, and then Jet laid down and pretended he was dying. We got the phone call because the Humane Society, because Jet had a tattoo. Which,
0: by the way, is there. right there.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, people would call and say, we found these two dogs, and they would recognize the description and say, here's her phone number, just call. Don't even bother us. <laughs> so the Humane Society was, you know, just whatever. They were so sick of it. We couldn't keep them in the yard, everything. I mean, Jet broke chains. He broke logging chains. It was just like, God, but he, they should have been hit. They should have been eaten by gators in the brackish water that they ran through but yeah. no they lived forever.
0: Fearless. <laughs> you got to love it. Yes. But hey, you know, that's uh that's part of the adventure of owning animals. Yes. They just do certain things that you know, it, it they create stories.
1: They do. And it's wonderful like a cat. Cats, you know, obviously anyone who has had a cat and a dog knows the very obvious differences in personalities. Mm -hmm. But then you've got a cat within the cats, the different personalities. You've got the really nasty cats. You've got the very, 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 very aloof kitties. Then you've got the big clown kitties who just don't give a shit about anything. You know, I love kitties.
0: Yeah, I uh, have two cats, and they're both kind of the same. They're just kind of chill. They just kind of do their own thing. They sleep a lot. Uh, Like to be, one likes to be outside to sleep on the chair because he's 15 years old and it's nice and warm out there. So he likes it. And then uh, the other one is seven and he he likes to be actually in the coldest part of the house.
1: (laughs) That's weird because most kitties love the sunbeams and stuff.
0: Yeah, he, he likes to be like in the darkest corner of the room you know, coldest air possible. It's just... Uh, and and he will eat all the food you give him. You can fill up the See, bowl. I one
1: cat like that that will eat people food like he's one of the dogs. He, he actually gets kind of insistent if the dogs get treats and he doesn't. My other kitty, who's a delicate little female, she's like, Ew, people food, that's so gross.
0: No, I'm talking about cat food. If you If you just sat there and kept filling up the bowl... Um he'd sit there and meow and
1: want more. Is that the old one? Young one. Young one. Yeah. Be watchful of that. I hate to say this, but um a heightened sense of appetite with a kitty can be a sign of cancer. Like an insatiable appetite. Just be aware.
0: Well, when the bowl gets half full, he like comes and starts walking around you like he <laughs> he won't eat any more. You know, because he doesn't, his, I guess his instincts of survival kick in and he wants to ration his food. Right. So when he gets like halfway down, he like comes like, hey, you need to fill this bitch up so I can go back to eating like I was before.
1: I think that is a delightful kitty trait. My yeah. mom's cats, if you can see. Even the slightest glimmer of the bottom of the bowl through their kibble, mm-hmm. they freak out. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, we're going to starve.
0: Yeah, I think it's a survival trait. I really do. <laughs> you know, and he, he literally will stop eating, but he'll drive you crazy. Yes. He'll just he'll come up and rub on you and walk around you. And if you, like, lay down to watch TV, he'll just stand there with his face like an inch from yours.
1: Which is better than his butt, because most kitties are very really yeah. proud of their butts.
0: Yeah, no, he just sits there. You wake up, wake up from a nap, and there's like this cat face in your face. <laughs> it's like, oh, is your bowl half full? Go over there. Sure enough,
1: he says, "No, it's half empty." Yes, you're the optimist.
0: So, that's pretty much uh, how my uh, how my felines roll, right there. Well, good. And the old one's got mats on them. We got to go get taken off. I tried to take like this big one off and I ended up cutting them. It felt okay. so bad.
1: Do you have um, like a trimmer, uh, you know, like beard trimmer type thing?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. But
1: kitties love loud buzzing things close to them, but that might help remove the mat.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I'll give it a try, but I think I'll just take him to a pro. Let her do it. Because, you know, I'll sign a waiver. They'll knock his ass out. Take them all off of him. He won't feel a thing. Right. Come back to the house and sleep. Just like he would if you didn't give him anything. (laughs) Then everything will be fine. Yes. So... There you go. It's the saga of the animals. I just thought black chicken was pretty badass. Gross.
1: It's it's alarming. I don't know if I saw that. I don't know if I would. I would have to take a bite just to see what it tastes like. But then I would also then be really fearful of it not being cooked enough. For some reason, undercooked chicken really freaks me out. It's something that's developed later in life. But it's just kind of my thing.
0: Yeah. I uh I don't know if I if I saw that in a restaurant, I think I'd be like, Yeah, I don't think so. No thanks. I'd ask
1: for a sample. Can I have one cube of the black chicken?
0: That'll be fifty dollars.
1: <laughs> True. Yeah. Okay, you keep your little cube of black chicken. Yeah.
0: I'll just have the regular chicken, thanks. <laughs> Since it tastes the same and everything and you can actually see if it's done.
1: Yes. No pinky
0: there. Yeah. No, uh, no, uh, salmonella here. (laughs) How bad would that suck? $2,800 and you get salmonella too.
1: Woo. It's worth it. Yeah. It sounds so worth it. How does it feel
0: to be rich now? (laughs) So there you go. So I was, uh, watching, uh, Girls softball the last two nights. Watching, I hope. Watching my lady Gators lose to Oklahoma. Uh,
1: okay.
0: House divided.
1: Why were you watching them?
0: Well, she's a Sooner fan. I'm a Gator fan. So it's for the College World Series championship. So uh, we There's watched.
1: Nothing else on.
0: Nah, there's stuff on, but it, it actually this is why I'm talking about this <laughs> was a very high level of excellence by these chicks.
1: Even from females.
0: I mean very high baseball IQ, lots of uh lots of uh great coaching on fielding techniques and You know, uh, how to play the game. Uh, Actually, you know, it it had a very professional feel to it. For chicks. Yeah, for chicks. (laughs) Well, good. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're, you know, the, the fucking Cubs. They're not. But... I uh, I was very impressed of how good their baseball IQ, how good their um, athletic ability, the 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 fielding, the pitching. I mean, it was uh, it was fun to watch. It was competitive. It was good. It was quality. It was my team, my <laughs> Gators, right? You know, Lisa's team, Sooners. Uh, both of them had won the national championship the last four years twice. Oh nice. And this was like the rubber match. And uh unfortunately came out on the losing end, but it was uh it was good stuff.
1: Well good, I'm glad.
0: I have a new I have a new crush. Oh? Yeah. If I if I was a high if I was a high a college kid. I would uh I would not leave Delaney Gorley alone a pitcher for the Gators. Really? Yeah. Pretty like play the game uh you could tell she enjoyed playing the game. Always had like a smile on her face. Uh controlled, having fun. You know, just uh there was just something coming off of her that was uh some really attractive energy. And I just thought to myself, if I was a college kid, I would find a way to meet her.
1: I think that's called stalking, Lex.
0: No, it's called wanting to meet somebody.
1: Well, depending on how you get to meet them, then it could be a stalker. A
0: stalker meets them and does not go away.
1: I don't know. Someone showing up at your doorstep when you have clearly like never published your address and stuff. I think that first visit automatically. Makes yeah, it's,
0: it's not exciting. exactly how I'd go about meeting her, Stacy.
1: Well, I would hope. I don't think that you would. Yeah. But someone might.
0: Usually, when I want to meet a chick, you know, I like find somebody that knows them, kind of put it out there, see if anything comes back. Yeah, you know, that type of thing. Right. And if nothing comes back, oh well. If it does, great. It's kind kinda, of it's kinda how I manage my life, check wise
1: <laughs> There was a Facebook thing that said, stalking is when two people go on a long romantic walk, but only one knows about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's always stuck with me.
0: <laughs> yeah, listen, uh... I've never been much of the stocking type. I, I've always, I've always been like, uh, always had some sort of self-esteem where the chick has to have a little something coming my way, or I uh, have no problem bowing out. Right. You know, it, it's it's uh it's a self-esteem thing. You know, I was talking to Samantha. You know, because she was talking to me about jealousy. And she goes she goes I think I have a a jealousy th- problem. And I said, "No, you don't. You have a self-esteem problem." And she goes, "What do you mean?" I said, "I mean that you don't think enough of yourself that somebody that's with you would not do that to you." And so that's where jealousy comes from. I said, and you gotta be strong enough in belief of yourself that if somebody does step out on you, that's not somebody you wanna be with and you let them go on their merry way. And you can't let it bother you.
1: Which is so much easier said than done.
0: Yeah. I told her that. But I, I said it I said, I haven't gotten this far in life without kind of learning that about jealousy and relationships. It's very unattractive. Nobody wants to deal with it. And, uh, you know, if there's enough chemistry and enough trust between you and a partner, you should never have to worry, ever. You know, because when, in all of my relationships, when things were good, I had no problem You know, outside of looking at a pretty girl and going, wow, she's pretty, I had no problem staying away from other chicks when I was in good relationships.
1: I think, though, and I do not honestly mean to set this out as like, you know, a man bashing thing, because women can do it too, but I think that there are just some people that no matter how happy they are, They've always got to, it's a conquest thing, it's it's this, it's that, you know, whatever the reasons are, I do believe that there are some types of people that that even at their very happiest would still go out and do that.
0: And that's what I was telling her about self-esteem issues and how it works both ways. You know, somebody somebody that has to have that ongoing, you know, thing where somebody you know is attracted to them is a bad relationship to be in it's not that's not a healthy relationship to be in because that's not going to go away
1: right Unless you're truly cool with it. And, you know, there are some couples, some people, um, you know, people who successfully have, like, uh, swinger relationships and stuff. There, there are those who are able to completely and totally separate sex from love. And can, you know, love your, your partner, your mate, your spouse, you know, love them completely, have great sex with them. But then have everyone be totally cool with you going out and having sex with other people because there's no love involved there. I personally find that, like,
0: very difficult. I think that's a giant crock of BS. You think so? Yeah.
1: I kind of know some people that have been able to do that.
0: No, they've been able to do it, but the the cold, steadfast reason that, you know, they have no chance of falling in love with that other person they're having sex with is BS. At some point, they're going to meet somebody where that thought crosses their mind. And uh, that's you know that's just gonna happen
1: it's possible though I mean you, you technically could fall in love with someone you work with you haven't had sex with them but you're with them every day working closely with them whatever you know you develop feelings without nailing them in the copy machine room you know but I think it can go, go can go either way and yes I understand what you're saying totally the odds of falling in love with someone that you're having sex with at some point grows greatly with each person that you do that with.
0: Yeah, I, I, I just I'm just not a big believer in it in the, in the swingers thing. I, I I think it's just trouble waiting to happen I, I do.
1: I honestly have always considered it, and I know a lot of married couples do it. But to me, it's always been like you have a boyfriend or girlfriend who you like, but you're not serious with. But you can have fun with them. So let's go do that because I'm never going to do that with my spouse. But you're never going to be my spouse. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I don't want to watch my chick go out the door, you know, to go have what is constituted as more fun with somebody than she can have with me. You know, that's I'm, I'm sorry, I want more than that. Yeah, that's just the way I am.
1: No, I understand. I I, I totally do. I,
0: you know, it's just, I it's, it's, it's just, uh, I'm usually, haven't been the person on the other end of that, you know, I, I've always been up for anything with the person I'm with, so... I don't see why you have to go get it somewhere else cuz if you want something sick I'm willing to deliver.
1: So you would spit roast Lisa with someone else?
0: What is it? I don't even know what that means.
1: Um you in one end, he in the other.
0: No, I would not do that.
1: But you said you if she wanted to do it and you're down for anything.
0: No, I'm talking about by ourselves. Oh, okay. So no threesomes. No.
1: Okay. Gotcha. Sorry. I just misunderstood.
0: No, but it's like, you know, if any uh, sexual act that can be done between two people, I mean, if she's going off and seeing two dudes at once, uh, I'd I'd certainly wouldn't want no part of that. Right. For various reasons.
1: But what if she said, you know, Lex, it's my birthday coming up and we've been I'd say,
0: fuck your birthday. It's not happening. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't so give, a I don't really give a fuck about your birthday. Don't give a fuck about your birthday when it comes to that. <laughs> fuck you and fuck your birthday. You're not doing that. <laughs> Just like I'm not on my birthday. Sorry. If that's what you want, be straight up about it and I'll send you out the door.
1: Okay. That's cool. I can dig it.
0: Yep good cuz that's where you're going
1: <laughs> i wasn't asking for it excuse me i was just curious if you know if she wanted it that was all
0: yeah i uh no fuck no that's cool You you'd be okay with that? Your husband's like, oh, no, I'm going to go out and do two chicks.
1: I'd say, hey, let's work into that with two guys first. (laughs) And if that goes well, then we'll try two chicks.
0: And if he's uh, that stupid, (laughs) he's going to become unattractive to you anyway. So
1: it depends, though, you know how it went. I don't know if like, you know, for instance, because then he could he could volley back with a "Okay, but it's not going to be a spit roasting. It's going to be a DB. And I'd be like, no. Oh, hell no, because there's not ever going to be both of those holes stuffed at the same time. I kind of like that little thin membrane between my holes. (laughs) Just be hey. right where it is. Well, <laughs> he
0: may not like it for you to have that.
1: Well, I don't want that. I do not want D. Well,
0: there it is. There's your yes. deal breaker. Yes. So, Personally, you know, it, it's, it's cool. If you want some sort of wild lifestyle like that. I have I have no issues with you having it. It's just we're done. Let's be adults about this. You head on out the door. You pack your shit. You go, and good luck with that. Gotcha. You know, it's like if you have to be with somebody else to be gratified, that's not a good relationship to me.
1: I do know it works for some people, but yes, I agree.
0: I don't know if doesn't work for me. If it would, doesn't work for me at all.
1: Fun, light, and easy boyfriend.
0: And the reason why it doesn't work for me or not for the reasons you think. It's not that I can't handle the fact that somebody else is penetrating my chick or whatever. It's more along the lines of where do I emotionally stand with this person? What, What what am I to this person? You know, what What am I selling it out for every day, you know, to allegedly spend the rest of my life with them? What, why? What, well,
1: you are the emotions, the strength, the support, the big brain that she loves. And then he's just a dick, literally. He's just a, a fleshy vibrator.
0: Yeah, well, I have a, I have a dick, too. So, you know, it's you're uh you're taking the thing that supposedly means a lot to you somebody who does provide support somebody that's there for you somebody that believes in you somebody that has you know feelings for you and to me you're just kind of selfishly making them feel bad right which is uh, which is why i have no desire to be in that kind of relationship in my direction either because i know because i know the ramifications that it presents for her as well
1: some guys really and, and females too really enjoy seeing their partner with
0: someone yeah no nah, not into the cuckold thing man sorry
1: there's that fine line some people just like to watch it but don't have all the cucky feelings. I, and the I true come cuckolding has like the the humiliation and the the turn on and all that stuff. Cuckolding is really I, fascinating. I come People home.
0: At it. I come home and find you on top of my chick. You're gonna die. You are, you may not make it out of there alive.
1: Even if it's Ben, the cycling. Guy.
0: I don't give a fuck who it is. <laughs> I really don't. I don't care if See, I
1: shouldn't remember his name. I don't How care do if it, I do that. I don't
0: care if it's the Hulk. You're you're getting your ass kicked somehow, some way.
1: Nice. That's so hot, Lex.
0: You're getting kitchen knives, drawers, <laughs> shoes, whatever I can fucking get my hands on. That's so hot. And if and if something hits, something happens to hit her in the process. Oh well. that's, that's, that's so really hot. the way I look at it. You fucking piece of shit.
1: Hey, the beeper went off We're over 30 minutes.
0: Like. Okay, good.
1: <laughs> and see, be proud of me, because we've had this entire sexual conversation, and not once have I asked you if you would blow anyone.
0: Nope. You know the answer.
1: I do, but I just like hearing you say it.
0: All right, Stacy, well, you may want to uh, not get all over yourself when we're about to venture where you know we're venturing. So
1: I'm just teasing you and I'm not being
0: I'm just honest. teasing too.
1: No you're not. You're threatening.
0: I just think you know what I'm capable of.
1: <laughs> I know and I'm about to like be very honest and and bury my soul.
0: Mhm. Oh, I, I know.
1: If you're not a big penis about it.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it depends on what kind of mood I'm in when it starts.
1: Have I you have you a lot to do with that. You look? I actually, I've said several times, you, you're hot. That's so hot, Lex.
0: No, I'm, you just it's, think it's hot, I'd kill somebody. It has nothing to do with how I look.
1: It has everything to do with your look. I'm picturing you in my head, killing someone. And there's dampness.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, thanks. You're welcome. That means a lot to me you think that's hot. <laughs> All right, so uh we are going to bail out a 129 130 uh if you haven't picked up on it already is going to have something very personal in nature Stacy wants to get off her chest and we will uh do exactly that. But for now we're out. Goodbye, Stacy. Goodbye.